Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing. So we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Hey, welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. Yeah, this welcome, is everyone. Beth and Nate. Nate. And we are so excited to be joined today by Jordan Jones from Packed Party. Hi, Jordan. Hi, good morning. It's good to have you here with us. We're so excited to visit with you. So great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I think our preference is always to get you to Bentonville, but given the current state of the world, we are settling for having you remote, which is tragic that we can't give you a big hug in person. Virtual 2020. 100%. Yeah. Well, we're really excited to dive into your story today and uh, just get to know you a little bit better. One of the cool things about Social Proof is that we're talking to people who have influence. And I think you're one of my favorite stories because you really built a brand around um, not only your own ideas, but your own influence. And it's been cool to watch you just thrive. So... Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and how it came to be, Jordan? The madness. Uh, So I started Packed Party in 2013. I was 23 years old. I moved to San Francisco. I didn't really know a soul. I'd moved from Dallas, Texas, um, had worked at a marketing agency and kind of worked, you know, my way up. We did some events and then I got like the tiniest promotion. I was working inside Walmart. (laughs) Wars, like doing and checking like signage and in-store merchandising and things because um, Walmart was our customer. And then flash forward, I moved to San Francisco, um, was doing marketing in Silicon Valley for a company that it was a data analytics company. But I, there wasn't really at the time like a product that was really working. We didn't have a lot of customers. So mm-hmm. right marketing is like to make noise around product where there was nothing to make noise about. <laughs> so not only did I not have friends in my new city. Um, I didn't really have a job that was keeping me distracted and busy. So I called my mom one evening and Friday night, I was feeling totally sorry for myself. (laughs) And she, as a very outspoken Southern woman, uh, told me immediately that I was having a pity party. So she basically hung up on me. Um, and I this very vivid dream about sending myself a physical pity party and creating this company called Packed Party. Um, and that would allow people to throw themselves or other people this party for one. Yes. So right there in my teeny tiny apartment. I mean, like I was bungled in this apartment vacuuming. My idea was born. I wrote what I now know to be a business plan. I mean, it was really just like getting everything out of my mind mm-hmm. on paper. I sat straight up in my bed and um, it was really like my thought, here I am seven years later. Yeah. So from there, I mean, we had five products. We launched a, our little GoDaddy website. I say we, like my mom shipping out of a garage in Dallas. <laughs> And then I started posting on social media. People loved, you know, the idea of 
packed party, the idea of like making your life a party and products mm-hmm. that made life a party. But I really didn't have that many products. So all of a sudden, like wholesalers like Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, um, they, those kind of players were reaching out like, hey, what do you have? What do you sell? So <laughs> I knew pretty quickly we needed to make more SKUs uh, because we had made a lot of noise on social media and shown a little bit of influence. Um, but we really didn't have much to sell. So that kind of got me in the manufacturing space. And today, Packed Party has an array of products, you know, outside of the packaged goods space that we started in. We're really mm-hmm. a full-fledged lifestyle brand. We design and manufacture everything from tech accessories to pouches, hard goods, soft goods, drinkware. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I'm a firm believer life is what you make it and why not make it a party? Yeah. So that's, you know, me really in a nutshell, I turned my pity party into a packed party and started this around it. So I love that. Oh, I love hearing you incredible. say excuse. I mean, I think that's just a foreign language in some regards. So you've learned a lot along the way. Yeah, just a few things. I mean, I'm a media major. So I had, you know, and nobody in my family, my dad was a banker. My mom worked in retail for 17 years. So both of them worked and I was, you know, my dad sold like plants on the side of the road when I was a little girl too, oh. like on the weekend. So I just really was a product of two people that were crazy hard workers mm-hmm. and always told me as a little girl, you know, I could do whatever it was uh, if I was willing to do the work. Right. So that to me, I mean, I think a lot of people have ideas when they start businesses. It is really scary. But for me, I was like, okay, if I'm willing to outwork everybody, I think this can work. Mm-hmm. And I had such an idea that I was passionate about. There was such a white space. I mean, Kate Spade, you know, she's quick and she's curious and everything is perfect and her hair is perfect and her nails are perfect. And then there was more like high-end brands. And then there was like really low-end brands, but there was nothing in the middle that felt like yeah. me or my friends. Like, where is the girl with the messy bun and the, the nails that are chipped or, mm-hmm. and, you know, herself or she wants to get her friends, but she's a little bit late. She's kind of that imperfect <laughs> and real and authentic and the price points approachable. So yeah. I immediately started talking to that girl like she was our customer, which kind of mm. became our voice and then creating products for her um, and creating products that myself, I, I would want. And then asking my friends too, Hey, would you buy this? Do you like yeah. this? Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, so interesting. It really is. You know, with the, so you've got a new line at Walmart, right? Um, Tell us about that. Because speaking of making something like approachable to that girl with the chipped nails and the messy bun and just really every girl, right? (laughs) So tell us about that line and how it came to be and how's it going? So I started, like I said, in 2013, um, had a little bit of experience working with Walmart. I mean, I was like the tiniest, tiniest fish in the <laughs> massive you know, ocean that is yeah. Walmart and even the agency that I worked at. So I was totally like, I mean, I didn't really know that much. I knew a little bit about the stores and going to the back of the stores, but I knew again, being inside the stores as a 23 year old and then having to quickly grab stuff for myself or grab stuff for a friend coming from work. There wasn't a lot of like giftable stuff there. And then there was, there was this very like farmhouse vibe, but there was really, again, nothing that felt to me as a millennial approachable from a brand perspective there. Um, And so I kind of always had that in the back of my mind. I knew again, when I created Packed Party, I didn't go in mind. I I think you can't, when you create any kind of business, you're you can create it for somebody else, right? Or for, okay, I'm going to create this brand and it's going to go inside Walmart. I just don't think that works. So I didn't even 
think about, I kind of put my experience with Walmart aside when I started mm-hmm. Pack Party. It was just like, this is a great idea. I'm going to build this brand. It was, we started completely online mm-hmm. and we still sell at packedparty.com today. So our direct to consumer business is how we started, which is really different because a lot of people are like, oh, we're completely direct to consumer. And then, oh, wow, it's really expensive to spend money on ads. Right. Maybe we should open some you know, retail sh- uh, stores or mm-hmm. maybe we should get into wholesale. For me, I was so broke in the beginning <laughs> that I... I needed people to talk and make noise about my brand to make it valid before PR marketing, all those things. So we were direct to consumer and then I quickly got into wholesale. Mm -hmm. So I used Neiman Marcus, Dillard's, those players to kind of build the brand, validate it on social media, partnership, things like that kind of came from those retailers. We worked with Reese Witherspoon all of a sudden and Draper James and Rebecca Mm -hmm. Newcoff and some of those cool things. So you know, you start getting a little bit bigger on that side. And then Walmart started taking notice. And I went to Atlanta gift market. This is a pretty wild story. So I went to the big Atlanta gift market. I was licensing at the time. Again, remember I was broke. Um, (laughs) So this San Francisco had found me and she's like, you know, you have great ideas. What if you make a small percentage and we manufacture everything for you? Because a lot of people are so obsessed. Oh, I have to raise money. I have to raise money. I didn't have this big of like millionaires that I could ask for money from. I mean, it was just like, uh, so this really was a blessing to me to get, again, my ideas out into the world, mm-hmm. get my feet in the wholesale space. This girl came up to me, um, who now works for me. Yeah, I love it. Pretty amazing. So she was at Walmart for almost 10 years. Uh, I think it was almost 10 years. Anyway, she's wonderful, but she came up to me completely. She'll tell you, she like kind of fangirled. She was a huge distant kind of fan of the brand from mm-hmm. Instagram. Flipped her badge over. Like I'm from Walmart. Um, Don't tell. (laughs) Walmart and everybody in the showroom that I was in was like, Oh my gosh, like Walmart just came in and talked to you. And that girl was like freaking out. And we took a picture together. And, um, I really didn't think that much of it. I was just like, you know, I don't really know how exactly we'd work together, but we kind of exchanged information and I knew that our brand still needs to be bigger because I knew again, Walmart is so big that if we went into Walmart while we were still really small and people didn't know about Pack Party, it would immediately become, Oh, Walmart owns Pack Party or that's a a good point. All of my sleepless nights and everything else <laughs> wouldn't matter, right? Yeah. So I knew we still needed to kind of get to that next level. So we kind of stayed in touch. Um, you know, year passed, two years passed, we'd see each other. And she was like, I, we, we need to bring Packed Party to Walmart. I mm-hmm. really want to find a way to work with you. She was on the celebrations team, which we're now in the celebrations category. Um, so we started talking kind of again after I started getting into the paper party wear space. So I mm-hmm. launched first at and the paper party wear space. And then, um, you know, they reached out pretty quickly thereafter about creating a exclusive line for the Walmart customer, which was so exciting to me to go back to my original mission of creating this approachable brand at a price point that was for everybody. I mean, everybody deserves to make their life a party. So, and has, should have the opportunity. It doesn't matter if you, you know, where you live, like who you are, just, Mm -hmm. you should be able to make the positive and the fun. And so the idea that Walmart wanted to work with Pack Party to get our products to the masses was so exciting. And we just really started small as, as a first conversation, second conversation. It was like, well, how the heck are we going to basically replace one of their licenses in mm-hmm. four feet? Yeah. In, it was originally, now it's going to be close 
to it's over 3000 doors. Wow. That we're that's in. amazing. Programs across different categories. But the very first one, it was like, how do we make 30 plus SKUs in four feet yeah. of aisles, which is a lot. Yes. Um, we've never done this before. Right. We don't know what we're doing. Gosh. And the buyer needs us to, I mean, so we had to go to China. We had to, I mean, it was like boots on the ground from there. Fast forward again, six months later, that girl, she had moved to Sam's Club. She had made a few moves mm. professionally. And I reached back out to her just for advice. I was like, hey, I know you're you know, no longer with the team. And she's like, actually, I know what you're doing. I'm interested in coming to work. I'm wow. going to uproot my life. I believe in what you're doing. So, wow. you know, we still have under 25 people that work at Pack Party. We're really small. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined the team and there, I mean, Walmart was fully cruising from there. So today we've got a celebrations line, a hairline, got a pet line that's going to be coming out. Yes. Really cool stuff. Baking. Um, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. So there's lots of really, really fun things, seasonal stuff, but patriotic stuff. It's fun. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Nate actually comes from that world. It's kind of interesting. So I know his wheels are turning as you're... Oh, I have so many questions. (laughs) I'm just like waiting... For Beth to let me ask Yes, some. go. It is your <clears throat> turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm curious. Um, did you always, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Did you always want, always want to start your own business or was this like a total surprise for you as well? Um, I think it was definitely always in the making when I was like growing up, I would, I was the girl that was like, can we sell Christmas carols? I would take <laughs> out of our pantry and I'm like, let's sell these. And my mom would like lemonade stands. I mean, really anything to make money. I sold lampshades in college that I would decorate. I sold headbands for a little while that oh I would get on the ping table. But I'm really bad at math. Like I count on my hands. Um, <laughs> I had a tutor all through college and high school. And my it's funny, um my high school tutor, we would just sit there. My head would be in my hands. I'd have big crocodile tears. She'd explain something 10 times. I'm like, I still don't get it. It's difficult for me. So all of a sudden, people liked my ideas enough. This started with like the headband. Do you sell wholesale? And I'm like, (laughs) and and I mean, I really didn't know. So I just had to throw myself in the middle. When I first started Packed Party, I hired a task rabbit uh, to teach me how to use Photoshop and design. Oh, wow. like, I, I mean, I paid this guy like 40 bucks. I'm like, you need Starbucks. <laughs> teach me to make this email. Because I knew all these people who are on this email list thing that I made. I I don't love- to- <laughs> now, how do I talk to them? <laughs> yeah. and then, I mean, I was just so scrappy. I was paying this girl that was my neighbor in pizza. Um, basically with pictures of me for our Instagram and people are like, Oh, this is amazing. You know, tell Jordan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is Jordan. Yeah. And a team there. Cause that was really how we grew. But no, I would say really, I never had the idea in 2012 when I graduated college that I could own my own business, that mm-hmm. I could be an entrepreneur. It, there wasn't, I didn't even, nobody was talking about founders, um, anything like that. I yeah. mean, back then it was like, you graduate from school, you need to get a job right away. I mean, I was making like $30,000 a year at that marketing agency. I was like, okay, perfect. I couldn't even live in uptown Dallas. I had to live in downtown. That was like not cool. But I didn't want to ask my parents for help. I mean, I was just always like, what's the next thing? What can I do? Yeah. That's so intriguing. It is. Did, Did you, 
like, did you ever have this moment of realization where you're like, oh, wow, I'm, I've started something or is it still, I mean, at what point did you have that realization where you're like, this could really be something, or I've actually started something. I, this is my business. Did you ever have that moment or has it just kind of been gradual for you or? I mean, every day, honestly, I I can remember there are so many difficult things that I've gone through, through this process. I would be lying if I didn't tell you I've been through, you know, lawsuits, uh, like people copying me, uh, you know, hiring people, firing people. Like it it was all a lot for me and transitioning from a founder to a CEO is a really difficult thing. Um, being anybody, whether guy, girl, it doesn't matter going from 23 years old to 30 years old, you're a totally different person. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go through that process personally, but also, I mean, my entire personal life was kind of put on hold because of what I had created. So I knew pretty quickly I was taking a backseat to the company mm. um, in my 20s. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people, it's like, well, come out. Like, let's, and I was like, I can't. Like, yeah. I wanted to. I never wanted to be like a victim either. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I really, I believed in what I was doing. And I, the passion, I wouldn't sit around like, this is so big. But right. I just knew in my heart of hearts, I gave a seven-year speech to our whole company yesterday. And it's a matter of if we were going to win, it was when we were going to win. I love that. And when we were going to be in Walmart and when you were going to find us in Nordstrom. And I've been told no a million times. And I've had people get in my face and tell me I'm not a technical designer. Mm. Tell me I'm, you know, not going anywhere. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too young, not smart enough. I mean, all of those things that you think are just like in some movie, they really have happened. Mm -hmm. And here I am still like, good luck getting in Walmart. That's never going to happen. You got to sit, you know, in their parking lot. Well, well, I didn't have to sit in their parking (laughs) lot, you know, be persistent. I had to get thick skin when people are saying, Hey, this isn't going to work. Or all these cups came in broken. It's like, you can either panic and freeze or you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's every day, right? Looking yourself in the mirror, brushing your teeth, saying, okay, I can do this. This is I'm, something that's bigger than myself. Yeah. And believing in that is, for me, what that has looked like. Yeah, well, it's such a great mindset. It really is, which is one of our favorite things, I think, to kind of dive into with guests. And, you know, you you used a couple of words, I feel like, repeatedly there, which I love. Um, ideas uh, is one of them. You were an idea person. I can so relate because... Um, I think 90% of the time I'm just running around here. They laugh at me and say that my mantra is, I have an idea. Um, and they're no. like, oh my God, oh no, you know. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, and then you've got that, um, I think just that hustle. You talked about heart and just your work ethic. And, you know, we talk a little bit about, you know, who's listening to Social Proof, right? And it may be someone who's in retail or shopper marketing or just plain old marketing and the agency business. Um, But it's also individuals who I think have that side hustle or are trying to build their own brand. And I think you are just so relentless. You've taken those ideas and being that kind of creative and then you've combined them with this hustle and this work ethic. Um, And I just... I guess, love to hear you talk about that a little bit. Do those things always work together or are you the creative one day and the hustler the next? What's it look like for you? I think they run, you know, alongside one another for me. 
I'm a realist. So I'm not such a dreamer. I think that's something that our team mm-hmm. really appreciates about me. And I've along the way met a lot of founders that are so, 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 you know, pie in the sky. Head in the clouds, yeah. What I want to do. And then I get distracted. What I do well, and I do a lot wrong, what I do do well is I decide what I'm going to do. Bulleted very strategically, mm-hmm. and I go do it. Mm-hmm. There's no distractions. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not doing anything else till I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, and then and being really disciplined. I mean, kind of like my brother called me a Navy SEAL the other day. Drop and give us forty, and <laughs> but, I, but I do have to allocate my time really well, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm transitioning from talking about a hairbrush to a pet leash to something for my website to designing a summer line. So I had to get a lot quicker. So I just designed with our design team. I'm still the one conceptualizing all these ideas, but our entire summer collection, we had to create it in three days. So you have to train your mind to get a lot faster. Mm. And I can't just go to a vintage store right now to get really inspired. Mm -hmm. So I have to lean on other people, you know, to say like, these are the colors. This is what I'm envisioning, but I still do the mood board. Mm. And then, you know, for this one specifically, somebody else came up with the coffee. Mm. So I've always been really good with words, like storytelling. This guy that used to work at Pack Party was like, this thing is like a marketing machine. It's really, (laughs) it's good storytelling. And so, yes, a lot of marketing people listening. I was always really good at copy and um, Mm. just coming up with like little quirky things in that way. So pairing those with an idea, that's what makes anything sell, Mm -hmm. right? Story behind it. So um, in the photography and things like that. So for anybody that's listening that is in, you know, marketing and does have a side hustle, I think truly focusing in on your skill set, or if if it is, if you need help bringing in other people that fill in your gaps, Mm -hmm a lot of magic can happen and with the hustle and the right ideas. And we've just been fortunate. Like we don't really make mistakes on the idea side as much as we do because we take the data. And again, being, if you're too creative, you're like, I don't care. Like, I just believe in this idea. It's like, I, you know, need to know that a plate with a white background is the number one seller each time. So then I'm not going to go mess with a pink plate. Right. You know what I'm right. Saying? Yeah. Right. Well, it's, I mean, that's good research, right? I mean, yeah. so you're, you're, you know, you talked about going to the thrift stores or having the place that you go for inspiration, which I think is so interesting. You also, I think kind of alluded to, and I know it made Nate and I perk up a little bit, the, the people around you. And it sounds like you've been really good at identifying, you know, what are your strengths and, and what are your deficits or just areas where someone else is going to be stronger. And we, I think we talk every single day at Soapbox about getting the right people on the bus. So how have you identified, I mean, is it just trial and error over those seven years? Or how have you figured out this is the highest and best use of my time and this is not? I think it is, you know, in a way, a little bit trial and error. I used to, I'll never forget, I sat on my balcony, one of the girls, she still works for me. She sat on my balcony, we sold all these handbags this woman had given me in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we were so screwed, honestly, for lack of a better term. At this point, people quit us, um, totally left us like high and dry. We had mm. we were shipping to American Eagle, Francesca's, and I was like, I don't know how to ship this stuff. She's gone. What do we do? I don't know if we're going to meet payroll. Yeah. I don't even know how to make Facebook Marketplace. Like, what's all those handbags? So we like fired off, sold all these handbags. Like, this wasn't that long ago, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Keeping it real. Um, but yeah, we, we, I mean, 
was not in the last two years. And and putting myself in a position to put people around me that are like, okay, like whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But also real strong individuals too that are really confident in themselves because I take feedback really well. I mean, I was in third grade and my parents were like, hey, you smell the basketball. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like raised in, right? So like it didn't hurt my feelings. I was like, yeah, I'm not so good. Mm. So people on our team, I think having that open rapport that we're and people now that we're a lot bigger, they feel like Jordan, that's probably not the best idea. And I'm like, you, you don't think it's a good idea? Okay. Like, no. <laughs> so we move on. Um, we can't relate so to that at all. Be <laughs> <laughs> in that way. So if I was like, and I watched too when I worked in Silicon Valley, like our founder at the time, he really would come in and he was like, I have an idea, and like everybody would wait. Bestow it on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt like I like worked at Apple or something. He'd wear these like turtlenecks and very smart guy. Like, that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't pretend to be that way. I like come in and hot, my hair's on the top of my head. I'm like, here's what I'm thinking. There's a lot of open feedback. And I think being that way from the beginning, that certainly hasn't changed. Mm. Uh, who I am. I mean, yesterday, again, I'll reference the speech I made. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't always say the right thing, maybe as the CEO, but I'm also not sorry yeah. because it's what makes me real. Right. And I'll constantly tell people on our team, you know, like, I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Like when COVID happened, I was like, I need a second to get with our HR person because everyone's looking at me. Right. And I, I, you know, what's the plan? Are we shutting down the office? What are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? I just need a second. I don't know. Let let us get together, get a plan, and then I'll get right back to you tomorrow morning. And we did. Mm-hmm. But I don't fire stuff off. And right. I think that mentality of imperfectness and like having an office that has a lot of grace mm-hmm. um, in that way has built this team that's really confident speaking up. They're seeing from me, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So they're jumping right in too. So down to like our warehouse people treat it like it's theirs. They turn the lights off. Yeah. They help each other. So that's really something I don't take for granted right now. And I think it just, it took a lot of open communication to get there because you just see it in somebody when you hire. Mm-hmm. I've made some mistakes too. People can sell you on, you know, themselves or they're yes. great people, but you're not getting the job done. And especially working with a massive team of now like predominantly women Sometimes I can feel like, oh, like, you know, this person hurt my feelings. I don't do HR or HR person really is on the other side of that. Cause I would be like, oh, like someone hurt your feelings, you know, and I just can't work with <laughs> that now. Um, so that, those are all things that again, outsource, get involved in what you need to be involved in. I'm always involved still in every interview process. We don't hire people that don't pass through me still at at Mm. least the last round from a culture perspective and then them seeing me there Mm. I think I'm really involved so they they are like well she really wants it she's here she's not checked out like right I I guess we need to be in the middle of it too I love that yeah these feel like familiar conversations (laughs) so one of the things that I think is interesting here is you you know your brand has kind of I mean, I don't want to say it's just built around you, but, you know, when we talk about having influence and wielding influence, which you do every single day, right? You're you're a leader of a team 
and you have your own brand online, you have your your brand brand. And, you know, I'd love to know what are some of your kind of non-negotiables. You've already talked about being very real and being very raw and approachable. Um, but how do you kind of manage and wield your influence in a way that is meaningful to you? My non-negotiables, I guess, I mean, for me, I I got the dog initially because I was like not going outside. <laughs> I was like, whoa, it's eight o'clock at night. I got here at seven because I was always playing catch up in San Francisco. Like all my stores and things like boutiques would open early and it was just game on. So I had to be in my seat by 730. So I try to go for a walk every single day. Um, I, you know, wake up, I read my devotional. Like I I just try to be like really present Mm -hmm. in some way or another throughout the day. So I think, and even during the day, like I take walks now we do, we've got investors um, that are a part of Pact Party's team when we, you know, needed them. I bootstrapped the business for a long time, but when we needed to scale, we brought on investors and kind of telling them, it's like, Hey, you're going to get the best version of me when we just go for a walk. And um, so I go for a walk with some of these people that have probably not been on walking meetings before. <laughs> um, and they actually, you know, ended up really mm-hmm. respecting me for it. So uh, for me, just getting outside, moving my legs, um, makes me feel really inspired. That's definitely a non-negotiable. I think also kind of shielding myself at Pack Party is called Packed Party. It's not called Jordan Jones for a reason. So there's always a push-pull between, you know, why don't you be on like every single mm-hmm. one of the products? At Walmart, that was a big conversation, you know, that we had with our buyer and the team there. And I think, you know, the brand really takes center stage. And I'm, of course, behind the brand. It is my voice in a lot of ways, but I'm not the brand. It's people should be able to look at our brand and visualize themselves in it. Mm -hmm. I I want to be their friend, not uh, this celebrity that's telling them, you know, like what I'm wearing and to swipe up. Like I don't see myself as an influencer or a blogger in that. Like it surprises me even when I'm on stage speaking and people are like, I followed your story forever or come up to me at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and they're like, it's you. Like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> like, is so exciting. It is. Like, <laughs> you know, and they, they really believe in the brand though. And I think for, for me, just managing um, how involved I am in the, the mm-hmm. brand because I always wanted to feel like it could be um, whoever we're selling to or whoever's just, whatever they're using party for, whether it's inspiration from my story or they love our gifts, I want it to feel like theirs. Yeah. I love that. It makes me curious. We didn't prepare her for this, but should we ask her in a Yeah. 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 I should. Are you going to ask her? You're so good at this. Like, do you, do you know your Enneagram? Have you taken the Enneagram before? I think I do. I think I'm a three. Oh man. Uh, I'm not surprised. One in a three or... You know, we should have guessed first. And we then should have it. guessed. We love Sorry. talking about Enneagram. We didn't prepare you for that. I just did it like <laughs> earlier this summer for the first time. I'm like a three, seven, maybe not a seven. I don't know. It was the, like no brainer one. Yeah. I looked it up before and I was like, Fucker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Nate and I are both sevens, which are the enthusiasts. I know that's shocking, but like but we just. Was too. That's why I was like seven. Yeah. But what's a three? It's like a. I love that. We'll have to follow up. Challenger? No, that's eight. Achiever. (laughs) Three is the achiever. Yes, three is the achiever. Yes, I can see you being a three with a lot of seven vibes, but that Navy SEAL mentality, though, does not scream seven. (laughs) Yeah, not many sevens get called Navy SEALs. Yeah, no, we do not. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, well, so we- about that. Yeah, no, I know people are really into the Enneagram stuff. And we always, we actually personality test people that we hire. Okay. Um, so something that's really important. So I work at a 12 pace on a one to 12. I'm a 12, mm. which there's very like very 0.00 people that apparently work at a 12 pace. And so people that I've been most frustrated with working with in the past, they move at a six or below. Mm. I like, I can't even work with them. I'm like, you're moving so slow. That's probably me. (laughs) And I move so fast at the risk of like getting things like wrong. Mm. Cause I just fire off an email, which is a good thing too. I'm like, okay, I read it. It's good. Yes. And that personality test though was so helpful for me mm-hmm. hiring and really understanding just different things about myself. I think right. any leader, any business owner, you have to know going in mm-hmm. the non-negotiables, the things that drive you crazy and really more, most importantly, your blind spots. Like, right. Hey, probably shouldn't be telling paper source what this should cost when we're going back on, you know, cost <laughs> to make sure the margin is at a certain percentage. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh, we got this huge PO. And it's like, oh, I pulled it in wrong. I this early on, and then I was like, need somebody here. Check. <laughs> I love that. Now you, there's a lot of Walmart and others. We don't make those mistakes. Yeah, there's a lot of room for people, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way you figure out your blind spots is by stumbling through them, and you know, going, "Whoops!" Having a graphing calculator at your desk. <laughs> math, right? I love that. Okay. So we've got a couple of wrap up questions for you. And I always like this because we kind of want to understand like, you know, what are you into, right? What are you consuming? So I'll hit you with the first one, which is just, you know, what are you devouring right now? Be that a a book, a television series, a podcast, you know, what are you really into consuming? Um, Well, I just started boxing. So I'm obsessed with boxing, I like box with a trainer and it's been like life changing for me. One, because want Michelle Obama's like arms. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, and but no, it's actually an amazing outlet. So I work with this guy and he like has like the paddles, like, yes, like wow. fully like yeah, it's I really fun. That's that's been a game changer for me just in terms of like getting my stress out. And then he's calling punches. So like, hmm. even if I'm in like an orange theory class or something, your mind can like drift when you're right. running or like, oh, am I tasting blood right now? Yeah. I'm about to die. <laughs> but also like, did I, did I blow the candle out in our office? Like, like stupid yes. stuff. Yes. You can think about anything because you will get punched in the face. Yes. In the spring. <laughs> so I'm like here, <laughs> literally like, trying to fully. Totally, oh, just don't die. Thing. Don't die. <laughs> You need to do the boxing. I, I recommend think you're right. Clients uh, my life can't think about anything other than like protecting myself. Yes. Um. So don't come across me in a dark alley. Now I got my. <laughs> I love that. Um. And I love reading too. I mean, I my friend um Claire Cherry Reeves. She is now one of the number one selling authors mm-hmm. on Amazon. Wow. I want her to get into Walmart. She's amazing. She's somebody I absolutely look up to. She just wrote a book called Focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's written a devotional that I consume like daily. It's very relatable. It's very digestible. Um, focus is one word a week to focus on. Yeah. I'm like giving her a full plug right now. I just love this. I want it. Bring no, it. We'll link it. <laughs> yeah, we will. Even my friends that are non-religious, like I pull it out of my bag. They're like, what is that? So I've like turned so yeah. many people on here. She has podcasts. She just like started. Mm-hmm. She's just so real and sweet. And she needs um, to be in Walmart. Got, she does. 
I've gotten some pretty crazy like phone calls from her out of nowhere. And she's like, you know, I just, you were like on my heart. Is anything going on? I'm like, oh my gosh. No, <laughs> so she's a really great person. I love reading her books. Um, I'm also, I'm reading It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, which I think mm-hmm. you know, that book is about, it's kind of depressing and in a way, but it's about taking just disappointments and turning them into wins. Mm. Um, and you know, when everything feels like it's, I love this when everything feels like it's dust, like you can't even bring anything together because it's so just gone. Mm. Then that's when all you can do is make dust into clay and clay Mm. becomes something new. And that has been such a huge takeaway from that book for me. I'm still in the middle of it, but I've shared that with so many people on our team and that I've, you know, had coffee with since I started reading the book, because I think every no or closed door is always a chance for a new beginning and a new start. And that's something that I really try and live by. So I do a lot of reading, boxing, walking, boring. (laughs) It's not boring. It's all actually, I have many follow-up questions for you about this. So we'll have to get back on the phone, but um, it's funny, Nate and I were talking about, so I'm reading something called the daily stoic right now. Um, and are you familiar? It's so interesting. Yeah, it's Ryan Holiday. And it's, you yeah. know, we, it's the interesting pieces, you know, you reference like devotionals and people who are or are not religious or spiritual. And I like a lot of the, I think as a seven, probably I crave that regimented type. Like this is a practice I can take on every single morning that's going to, you know, help with my mindset and really, you know, kind of get me thinking in a way that will be more in control of my day instead of reactive. And I just, I I love hearing what people are consuming. So, and I think that enthusiast actually comes through in you. So I bet you have follow-up questions. What are you reading, Nate? Oh, oh, me right now I'm reading, um, you are a badass. (laughs) I'm only on chapter two, but it's really good. You're not a badass yet. I'm not, so I'm not (laughs) there yet. In the works. (laughs) Yeah. Is that book green? I think something. Uh, yellow, maybe. Is it I, I, I say I'm reading it. I'm listening to it. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a big Audible fan. So. <laughs> um, Anything else you want to know, Jordan? I'm like power walking, listening to these things. Are you I like running books? I have a long commute because I, I I live about 30 miles away. So I always listen. It's like my buffer between dad mode and work mode. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I cherish that. Yeah, he needs it before he gets here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, No, I I think I'm good. Yeah. So, I I mean, I could listen to you all day, Jordan, and we always have 9 million ideas flowing, which is one of the reasons I love keeping up with you and your story and all of those things. But just thank you so much for joining us. I know people are going to really love seeing this side of you and hearing your your behind the scenes. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks again. It's so inspiring. Thank you for having me at your conference and here too. This has been wonderful. So hopefully... We're there in person before, yeah. you know, or at least in one. I know. Surely. It's so crazy. I'm sure we'll see you in Bentonville again soon. Thanks again for being with us today. Yeah, it's been on a Social pleasure. Proof. Thank you. Bye, Jordan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.